and welcome to episode three. Today's podcast is a continuation of um, the last one, episode two, where we're speaking about five ways to set up your family business to thrive post-COVID. So if you haven't listened to that, I recommend you listen to that before this one because it's a continuation on the same conversation. It's a conversation on how can we ensure that our family businesses thrive after this temporary crisis. So we spoke about three points in the last session on digitalizing, considering going virtual, and innovating. So today is a follow-on from that. And so the fourth point is we need to be relevant, following the trends. So we need to remain relevant. So yes, COVID will change our world, undeniably so. And we need to be agile as businesses. And I think we as family businesses have a great advantage in that, in that we tend to be quite flexible. We tend to be more nimble than other types of businesses. So in the world, we could expect a rise of online shopping, online education, public health investments in response to this crisis, right? We can also expect a trend away from mega factories. So businesses may now tend, may now shy away from buying from mega factories because they've seen the disadvantages of doing so in a time of crisis. If all your supply chain was from China, for instance, from the Wuhan region, for instance, and one mega factory had to shut down, you become stranded as a local business owner, right? So we may now see businesses patronizing from smaller factories. So let's think about what does this mean for our business in all these trends? We need to reflect on that and apply it to our specific situations. For instance, maybe you run a school and in this season, you've been forced to close your school and now start providing delivery of online learning to your students. But you probably were forced, you know, with very little forewarning. But now, post-COVID, you probably resume back to your normal term time. But this has opened up an entirely different new market for you. You could start to build your own e-learning platform with preloaded courses, interactive work for your students. And this could be something you could even release during the summer, right? Summer school, traditionally, we'd all take our children into these physical learning centers, play centers and the likes. But you can now incorporate some element of e-learning. And what this does is technology is amazing in that it enables scale. Scalability is much easier than in the brick and mortar world. And with scale means economies of scale. So you can pass on the gains of lower cost of production to your consumers at a lower point, at a lower price point, I mean. This enables you then to attract a larger customer base, which may then feed into your offline activities in terms of you've now improved your visibility and branding. And now 
they may then turn into inquiries for the physical school during conventional term time. So it's something to think about. Or you maybe you own a physical store and this is the time to start setting up an online store. And this may not necessarily be to shut down your physical store and only have your, your sales exclusively online. It could be a a supplementary strategy. So you need to think about things like online customer service. What's the requisition process? Digital inventory systems. Last mile logistics. How would we ensure that we deliver the items that are ordered online to the customer and ensure that they they are happy, right? How do we then incorporate quality control with online? So we need to think through all these systems and processes and platforms to support potentially this new strategic tilt. This could even be through an app. Right, You could have an app for your store where people go on and place their orders and so on and so forth. For instance, in Wuhan, there's a cosmetics company called Lin that was forced to close 40% of their stores during the crisis, including all of its locations in the area. But this company was able to redeploy a hundred of their advisors, their beauty advisors, their sales girls from the stores, they empower them to become online influencers. So I presume they probably use things like Instagram or Facebook, you know, using their individual personal brands, using tools such as WeChat, which is our equivalent of WhatsApp in China, to engage customers virtually and drive online sales. So even in the midst of this crisis, their sales in Wuhan achieved 200% growth compared to prior sales. So it's very possible um, for us to, having implemented this change in strategy to also incorporate online to outgrow our businesses prior to going online. So we need to be We need to remain relevant. We remain relevant by following the money. Our second point for today and our last point, number five, is we must be armed for future attacks through diversification of wealth, right? This enables us to be resilient. And what is resilience? When I think of resilience, I think snapback, right? I think of rubber bands. When you stretch rubber bands and you let them go, they usually go back to their original states compared to when you try to stretch cotton threads, which just snap very easily. So what separates rubber bands from cotton threads is elasticity. And it's that elasticity that enables it to return to its original state, right? Diversification is a huge factor in contributing to the resilience and elasticity of family businesses. And when I'm speaking of diversification, I'm speaking of diversification of the wealth of the family. So I say that diversification is like a weapon, a weapon that you are preparing for the day of adversity. You've been sharpening your spear. 
the more diversified you are, the more potent your weapon is. And we're able to move from being reactive, defensive, to being proactive and attacking, right? So we, as, as we are proactive, we anticipate that there will be negative unforeseen shocks from time to time. And we consistently take measures to protect ourselves from sharpening that spear constantly through diversification, constantly diversifying our wealth so that we build up this portfolio that has a low correlation with our family business in terms of industry, geography, asset type and currency. So what this does is that when the next setback comes, not if, because there's always going to be a setback, we just don't know when it will come. And what nature it will come in. It may be a political attack. It may be, it may be change in technology. It may be change in, in regulation. It might be an economic crisis. When that next setback comes, we are armed with liquidity through which we can support our families and our businesses. And this is so important because as family businesses, we do so much for the economy. We're feeding our families number one, we're supporting employees and their families, number two, through providing employment. And we usually take an active role in communities. So your diversification protects yourself, but it protects more than yourself, right? You're key to the sustenance of so many homes. So we'll be able to have some level of liquidity during the next setback through which we can support ourselves and other families. And this is a great time, if you do have some liquidity, to start to think about entering the market, to start to think about participating in global equities because a lot of the prices are so depressed. And if you're going to do so, we need to think about strategically, what are the industries of the future that will do well? that we can invest in now. And these businesses of the future include telecommunications, like online video conferencing, things like Zoom, for instance, which we all live on now. <laughs> Pharmaceuticals, biotechnology, healthcare supply, and security. But it's important that your portfolio is well diversified and you have some element of liquidity in your portfolio because Revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is reality. So in conclusion, COVID has been a huge surprise and a shock to us all, but it really just represents a setback. And we should always be prepared for setbacks, right? As I said, and in this season, as business owners, it's so easy to be grappled by fear, but it's important to remember that it's only with a sound mind that you can really thrive in moments of crisis and adversity. There is a lot of negative activity. We may see slowdown in our businesses, but don't be mistaken and internalize the rhetoric of crisis as a permanent truth over yourself and your business. It's important to do away with fearful thoughts and choose to operate from a place of a sound mind so that you're able to rightly position yourself for the opportunities of the future. If you do not do so, if you're plagued with fear 
and you internalize this crisis as a permanent truth for yourself, it will become so. So let's be positive in the midst of the negativity, deciding first in our minds that we are prosperous and that we will overcome this temporary setback. And as I said last week, if you're overwhelmed and you need someone just to talk to, um, click on the link in the show notes to set up a and schedule a call with myself. So please take care, keep safe, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you.